Listen up, hockey and sports fans. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Drop the Puck Podcast. The latest news and information around the NHL. With your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. It's a little ode to Mike Fisher. It was a little tribute to Mike Fisher. I mean, he's still she's still singing, but uh, welcome. Welcome to episode number 12 of the Drop the Puck podcast. This is going to be one of our biggest episodes yet. I'm super excited, but Carrie Underwood, uh, I just, I, I'm, now I'm just thinking about Carrie Underwood. Jesus, take the wheel. She's amazing. Um, Mike Fisher, she sings about, you know, give me one more chance. Mike, it's up. The gig's over. I'm sorry, but... Um, it was it was a hell of a run for Mike Fisher, one hell of a career. I how many how many seasons? Eighteen. Yeah, he had eighteen seasons. Eighteen seasons, eleven with Ottawa, seven with Nashville. Five hundred eighty-five points, two hundred seventy-six goals, three hundred nine assists, and one thousand eighty-eight NHL games between the Predators and the Senators. What he what he was going to be thirty-seven if he signed this year, right? He retired at thirty-seven. He was already thirty-seven. Already thirty-seven. Yep. So I mean, hey man. I would do the same thing if I if I made a lot of money for eighteen years and then you have Carrie coming up. Like my my wife is Carrie Underwood. If 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 Carrie told me, hey, listen, you are going to retire right now, and we're just gonna go to. I, I think I, I actually said this a long time ago. I said when we were talking about where we thought players were gonna go. Right. I'm pretty sure I said, you know, Mike Fisher is gonna retire. He it was either Nashville or retirement. He's going to go to Disney with Carrie and the kids, and he's just going to live life. So, Mike Fisher, props to you. Uh, fantastic career. Uh, you want to add anything else on Mike Fisher? No, uh, you know, congratulations to Mike Fisher and his wife, Carrie Underwood, who, again, is both of them are phenomenal people. I've never met them personally, no. but, you know, I've heard good things. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, good luck to them. Good luck to their child as well. Uh, you know, I believe they have two now. One or two. I'm not sure. I don't follow them that bad. but um, they, should, they should get their own reality show. No, because it never ends well. <laughs> Those never true, end true. well. We want them to, so we want we them want, to stick together. Yeah, we yeah. want them to stick together. No, that's a good point. They, yeah. they don't ever end well. So, as Carrie Underwood stated in her Instagram post that they hope they will uh, cheer on the Preds together. Um, with him in the stands now, it's got to be weird. So it's got to be weird for him. Like, that's like oh, a absolutely. that's like a that's like a Derek Jeter thing. Like Jeter retired, and he said that he wasn't gonna go to Yankee Stadium for as a fan. A, 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 yeah, like he it, it just brings back memories. And I think the first time he was there was for his induction ceremony. Right. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I guess it could be kind of weird, but it's gotta you you just yeah, gotta but, get away from it I for don't a little know. bit. You know, go on vacation. Absolutely. Like I said, go to right. Disney. Spend like two months in Disney. Absolutely, he'll probably be with his son Isaiah. It's only one child, uh, son Isaiah. So yeah, he'll probably spend time with his family and you know deal with that. And then if the Preds decide to make a run at the playoffs, he'll be in those stands with Carrie Underwood. Do you see him taking on a front office role? Not yet. Well, but you do. You, could you see him in down the down the line? Yeah, I think he's that type of guy. Um, he's a leader. Obviously, he's a leader. Um, and I'm not sure if he came out and said anything about that. Uh, but yeah, I could totally see him being 
kind of like a player development type guy uh mm-hmm. maybe moving up to like an assistant gm role um possibly a gm in the future but as of right now let him stick to the family you know they're most important to him right now and like i said good luck to mike fisher and his wife and and his and his child and best of luck absolutely uh so do we do we tell them who our who our guest is now or do we make them sweat it I out know, a i think i'll probably guess but yeah all right i'm not gonna tell them all right, I will. I will. No, I'll, no. I'll be well. All right, so let me let me get to this. It's it was another slow week. Gonna keep saying it. Dog days of summer. NHL get here now. Uh, still throwing rocks at your window, singing "Baby Come Back." Hasn't worked yet. You're playing hard to get. I understand. Baby, come back. Uh, but so nothing really happened. Uh, Nate Schmidt uh, settled with Vegas Golden Knights. Good for them. Uh, we're not. We <laughs> sorry, sorry, Nate Smith. We're not going to really dive into you. Um, but Pedro brought up an idea, uh, so we're going to do this one idea before the interview. So uh, the NHL Network uh, released a list of the top ten goalies of right now, and there there's some there's some questionable like slots of where the people were seated. Absolutely. So. Um, we're going to get into that and then drum roll please we have our biggest guest guest yet a bar bar none sorry sorry dark guy sorry woj uh sorry sorry josh sorry to whoever else appeared on our show linda cone is going to be on our show later. Did I not just tell you to blow it? I just blew it. I I, I had to. I'm, I'm I'm too excited. I I'm too. We're gonna have to announce it anyway, and we've already brought her up before. Okay. So yes, Linda Cohn. Uh, you might all know her from you know maybe anchoring Sports Center. Whatever that show is. Uh, yeah, it's it's just some you know worldwide show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she will be on the show later. Uh, she was an awesome guest. Uh, super, we, it took a while, but it, it was well worth the wait. Uh, so we thank her for coming on, dedicating a little time out of her busy schedule for us. That was fantastic of her and just, yeah, thank you again, Linda. Uh, but we will get to that later. That'll end the show, but, uh, let's get into it. Let's go into the, uh, top 10 goalies of right now list from NHL network. Let's drop the puck. All right. So here we go. Uh, Let's let's. Uh, where do you want to start? I don't know how you start want to start from the bottom. Start from the bottom. Yeah. All right. Uh, so they had number ten Pekarene, who was just in the Stanley Cup final. Yep. Now, I would rather Pekarene over two, two or three of these goalies. So we're, we're in on your. We're we're gonna go off the fly here again. Off the brain, but if you had your own list, would he beat number ten or would he be higher up? Um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I kind of when I was watching this on the NHL Network, uh, it was uh, Kevin Weeks and EJ Raddick who were on the show, um, and they were talking about you know obviously the top ten goaltenders of right now, and I agreed with them a lot, and it's because this was mostly done by like researchers mm-hmm. and you know uh, you know people doing statistics and all that stuff. Uh, behind the scenes, you know, there are a couple goaltenders that should have been on this list that are not currently on the list. Um, and to me, one of those guys is Coy Crawford. I think Coy Crawford should have been on this list. Uh, 
you know, he stands tall in Chicago. His style, you know, he every he always stands tall in his net. Um, he always looks big. Um, his stats are great. So it, it's kind of hard. You know, it's. I agree with these goalies. I agree that they're obviously great goaltenders in this league, but it is right now, I guess you can say. So, I think Corey Crawford should have been on this list. Um, with Pecorine, according to this list, I think he should have been number nine. I think he should have moved. I think he should have moved up one more spot. Yeah, I would take him over Martin Jones. Yeah, uh, like Justin just said, Martin Jones was number nine on the list, and. Uh, yeah, Martin Jones is an interesting guy, you know, undrafted. One other guy. Do you think Craig Anderson should have made the list? No. No? No. I, I thought I thought he was an interesting one. After well, after watching him his performance against the Rangers and how he handles the puck, that was a little yeah, scary. But, uh, but he he put up solid numbers in the during the regular season. I know he had the whole thing with his wife going on. Right. And he wasn't around for much, but when he was there, he was a solid goaltender. He 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 did very very well for me on with uh, our fantasy league. <laughs> yeah, whatever about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, to me, he just not he's not a top ten guy right now. I mean, is he top? What is he top twelve? Top thirteen? Like how how, uh, how in your mind? How close was he? Maybe top fifteen. Yeah. Top, well, yeah. Uh, Top fifteen. Okay, yeah. No, I, I, if, if I were just take a guy out, I would probably put, like I said, Corey Crawford would probably take my Martin Jones spot. Would you put I in put a Martin Tuka Jones Rask? at eleven. See, Tukarask is another guy. He's interesting. I think Tukarask should have been close into this top ten. Uh, it's it was interesting to see, but I think Tukarask is another guy who should have been included. Okay. Uh, so do we want to go? Uh, so yeah. So number nine, Martin Jones. I honestly don't think Martin Jones is a top ten goaltender. I I I don't. I it could just be my opinion, but it's just he had a good year. Thirty five wins. He had a two point four goals against average. Um, a save percentage of nine one two. He only had two shutouts. He yeah. had two shutouts all season. He's letting in goals. Yeah, but he, you know he led the Sharks team. You can't even say that he he didn't lead the Sharks team. He's a he's a really good goaltender. I mean, a, a guy who was undrafted, that's pretty good. Oh. Everyone everyone looked, everyone you know he he played in the uh, Canadian Hockey League and you know scouts were looking at him all the time and they just that's it. Yeah, they just looked at him and he's like, oh maybe this guy's up for it. This guy went. This guy was in L.A., proved to be a, a reliable backup, got traded to Boston. Didn't even last a while, then got traded to San Jose. So, you good for San Jose, honestly. They were looking for that number one guy, and they truly got a number one guy. He's going to be good in the future. But it, I, I see him in that 11, 12, 13 range. I don't see him top 10. I, I would agree with you, because if you bring in a Tukarask or a Corey Crawford, I think it gets knocked out of the top 10. Absolutely. And like I said before, I think Pecorine could have been the number 9, and I Corey Crawford should have broke the top 10, in my opinion. But, Here's another interesting one, Mark Andre Fleury. No, back to back. No, no, back to back. Stanley Cup champion. No. He 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 lost his number one spot, but he helped win that cup last year. He did, but he lost that number one spot. I mean, it, it wasn't his. Um, you don't see any backup goaltender on this list, so I can't put him as that top. I can't put him in a top ten. 
All right, fair enough. Uh, talk about undrafted. A Henrik Lundqvist backup is higher than him on this list. Mr. Undrafted Cam Talbot comes in at number seven, and the King Henrik Lundqvist comes in at number eight. Yep. Don't agree. Don't. I'm not even trying to be a biased Ranger fan. Don't agree. No, I... I maybe to- maybe they did it because of age. That could have been a factor. I maybe t- yes. maybe that's that probably could have the been a only factor. reason why. That could have been a factor, and the fact that Cam Talbot played seventy three games last season out of eighty two, yeah, out of eighty two, and he, besides Connor McDavid, you have to say, this guy was the MVP of the team. He helped this team make the playoffs. Without Cam Talbot, they would not be where they are. This he had forty two wins. I wanted him in fantasy, by the 42 way. Forty-two wins. He got, picked, he got picked right before. That's that's insane. At forty-two wins, you know he's thirty years old. Everyone don't think he. This guy's like 25, 26, 27 years now, old. I, this guy's thirty. I don't know the answer to this. Do you know who Edmonton's backup was? Because I mean, if there's yeah, exactly. That's that's my point. So they had to play Talbot this many games because. They had no other choice, and I'm sorry to whoever whoever Edmonton's backup is, but we know our hockey. We just don't really know about well, some backups, backups here. Goalies. But uh, yeah, I I agree with you. I don't think I think Henrik Lundqvist should have been, but you know Henrik Lundqvist is going to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think there's any no, doubt I agree. about and that. I'm not even trying to be a Ranger like right. there. Yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Right, and you know Cam Talbot learned a lot from Henrik Lundqvist. And he learned he a lot from Benoit Lair. Um, but to me, right now, Henrik Lundqvist has to be above Cam Talbot. I think he's in that number seven. Or honestly, I think he could be higher than who's on number six, which number six was Jonathan Quick. I, I think, think Henrik Lundqvist could have been higher than Jonathan Quick. Right now, this guy had an injury prone season. And if you're talking about right now, he, why is he there? The LA Kings didn't make the playoffs. He shouldn't. I'm sorry, but he should have been at the number seven spot then. If you're talking about right now, if if this is right now, Cam Talbot then should have been at like number like three or four. If you're talking about right now, really, you think that? No, I'm saying if you're talking about right now, I don't think so. But but Talbot's numbers help him out with what's going on here. Okay, so why is Jonathan Quick number six? Yeah, why he is he above Henrik Lundqvist? He shouldn't be if it's right now. No, if you're talking about right the, now, he shouldn't be on the list. If it's no, right now. that's what I'm saying. Okay, here's the explanation on NHL.com. It says, however, he performed well going 8-5-2 with a goals against of 2.26 and a save percentage of 9-17. I also picked him up on fantasy. And two shutouts. Like, he had an injury-prone season, so how can he be number six? I just don't get it. I uh, I don't know. So I didn't get to watch the actual, like, the actual, I guess, tidbit on NHL right. Network. Did anyone argue any of these? Absolutely. EJ Raddick and... and- Kevin Weeks both said, John, um, I'm sorry, Henrik Lundqvist should have been higher than he was. Okay. They also said, you know, what they brought up great points, and that's why I agree with them. Corey Crawford should have broken the top 10. He should have been there. Um, Tukares could have possibly done the top 10 as well. Um, they also argued at the top. Um, I don't think. Because, uh, I don't it, think Carey Price should be number one. We'll get to that. Yeah, but it was interesting because they talked about how Cam Talbot. I personally think Cam Talbot should have been nominated for should have been one of the nominees for the Vezina Trophy. With, I yeah, personally no, no. think he Dude, should have been. He, he worked I, his ex- yes. balls off, and I agree with Sergey Bobrovsky. He should have been there, but Brayden Holpe, I don't think he should have been one of the finalists. 
um, even though he helped Washington get to another president's trophy but they <laughs> also had a limited second round elimination. Yeah, right? <laughs> only if that counted towards the the Vesna. but he did have 48 wins tying a league record but do you see the team he's surrounded with no, he, it's he ridiculous was, it was, it was an i mean when you have uh cam talbot who's only surrendered by a great young team don't get me wrong a great young team with mcdavid obviously and dry and you know nugent hopkins and Obviously, the Wait, former Edmonton Oilers. Cassian's not an Everly. all-star? Listen, I mean, it, it, sure, yeah, John Scott was an all-star, so I guess Zach Cassian <laughs> could be an all-star. But Zach Cassian performed very well in the playoffs. Yes, in the playoffs he did, but not in the regular season. Well, yeah. So, you know, that didn't help him get to the playoffs. So, yeah, th- this list is kind of interesting to me. I from, right, so, from the bottom, I don't agree a lot, but the top, I start to ease into it. Okay, so now we'll go on to number five. Yep. Devin Dubnik. How do you feel about him? He's an interesting one too. I, I last season he went forty nineteen and five. Yep. I, I, but then they choked. <laughs> they, they choked. They did choke. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Do you think? Like, do you think? Like, in my head, like I've I, I've seen Devin Dubnik play, and I don't know if it was the team that he played, like the team, like you said before, the team that surrounded him last season. But I could I could see this in a weird way because Devin Dubnik wasn't really a number one like a number one goaltender until last season or two seasons two ago seasons two ago. seasons ago right when they traded for him yeah they, yeah and they traded or signed for uh, signed for him right he, he really didn't he didn't impress before that so now do you see do you but, think this might be like a Cinderella like uh oh but it, then the, again. It, it struck midnight. I'm going to turn into a pumpkin again. <laughs> but then again, this is the problem. You're talking about right now. Yeah. So I, if you're talking about right now, he is a top 10 goaltender, without a doubt. Uh, like you said, he went 40, 19, and 5 this season. 15 shutouts, not 2. So. 15. That's that's a decent amount of so shutouts, there not you 2. Go. I mean, he deserves to be in this top 5 role if you're talking about right now. Martin. If you're talking about in the past. I just don't think Martin Jones. Five years. Else. Maybe he would have been in the top ten. Maybe because of how he struggled in down in Arizona, but or Phoenix when when he was on the team. But I mean, I mean, you you can't argue with him. I mean, in 171 games with Wild, he he has 99 wins. Third, in, that's third in Wild history, and that's only in two seasons. Two seasons. Were the Wild really the ever that good? I, I mean, <laughs> I guess fair, not. Fair, fair point, right? But, uh, <laughs> fair point, right? Right, I guess. I, I guess they had Nicholas Backstrom. I mean, he was okay. Yeah, I uh, guess. I just, the team wasn't really... I guess the team wasn't that strong. I feel, I feel bad for Koivu. Miku Koivu? Yeah. Eh. I feel bad for him. Well, he can get traded somewhere if he wants to win that badly. Uh, number four, Pittsburgh Penguins. Two-time back-to-back champion, Matt Murray. Do you agree with the line, in two NHL seasons, Murray has already become an elite goalie? Yes. Now, do you think that's only because he's won the Cup twice? Yes. <laughs> like, if Matt Murray wasn't playing for the Pittsburgh Penguins, would you see his name up on this list right now? No, I don't think so. Probably not. I don't think so. Probably not. But he would still be a great goaltender. If no, the way I'm, he I'm plays... I'm not saying he wouldn't be a great but goaltender. But the fact that he's an elite goaltender? Yes. Yes. It's because he won two Cubs. And, it's because, and he won it in two years. And be, well, yeah. Two and two. And because... The team, like you said before, with Holpe, the team around him. 
you know, it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of interesting with Pittsburgh. I mean, they were injury prone the past two seasons during the playoffs. Okay, maybe not so much when they won the when they won their first cup against San Jose, but uh, you didn't have any Chris Letang. Your D was you had a pretty young D core. I mean, there were there were three you know three vets. You had yeah. Trevor Daly, Mark Streit, and um, Ron Hainsey. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the old guys. But again, like you said before, you got to give a lot of credit to Mark Andre Fleury on this one. Yeah, he, no, he deserves season, a lot yes, of credit. Last season, absolutely. Right, he deserves a lot of credit for winning the cup this year. But Matt Murray's two and two right now. He's two for two. I mean that that's impressive. Yes, and they wouldn't. And they would not wouldn't have won their first one without him. We all we I think we can all agree on that. No, I agree. So but there's also the team surrounding him. He wouldn't. He wouldn't win two cups back to back. Let. Let's bring the Rangers into it. Oh, if he was, if he was the Rangers' starting goaltender for the past two seasons, he wouldn't have won two cups. How do you know? He. Uh, How do I, you know? I, I, I oh, don't. oh, great! Because Henrik Lundqvist played so well I, against I, Ottawa. I, I, I don't know. It's a what if. So there you go. But I also, it's just, I'm trying to prove a point with the list. If, if he wasn't a Pittsburgh Penguin and he didn't win two Stanley Cups back to back with the, with the Penguins, right. he wouldn't be on this list right now. He would be top 15, definitely, but he wouldn't be on this list. A Tuka Rask would be on this list. Right. A Corey Crawford would be on right. this list. Not Matt Murray. Well, he went 32-10-4. Uh, goals against of 2-4-1. But two, he four, had one. the goddamn Penguins in front of him. I get that, but he didn't have the best defense in the league. It's not like he had the best defense in the league. I, I, I agree. It's just, I, don't, I, I just don't think. You, uh, I've, I've made my case. He wouldn't be on this list. If it wasn't for the team in front of him and whatnot. Team in front of him and winning two Stanley Cups back-to-back. He he wouldn't be here. Uh, that's my point in case. I, I mean, I can, I can see... Yes, I can see what you're saying when it comes to that. Especially when they say he's already become an elite goaltender. Yes, no. um, he's elite because he won two Cups. Yes. I think we can, I think we can all see that. Um, but you... He's still an he's an important piece to that team. I mean, come on, it's these past couple of cups that have been won. You need great goaltending. It's already been proven. You saw it with the Penguins twice in a row. Um, you saw it with Chicago with Corey Crawford. You saw it with LA with Jonathan Quick. I mean, y- you need great goaltending to win that cup, and Jonathan that's Quick, what they had. Jonathan Quick wasn't that good against us. That's just a hot take. Jonathan Quick was not that good against the Rangers. The Rangers were winning. <laughs> I don't, I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, all right, number three on the list, uh, Sergey Bavrovsky, Bavar- uh, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. He should be up there. He, Absolutely. He, he, he's a stud. He, he's, he's a stud. Again, like you said, right now. 16 straight games. Listen, if, but if he this guy, if this guy, if the, exactly, and you know why he deserves to be up here? Because if this guy's not healthy... There's no way the Columbus Blue Jackets make the playoffs. Corpus Allo, absolutely yeah. no shot. Corpus Allo is not doing anything. No, absolutely not. I mean, this guy went 41-17-5, a 2.06 goals against average. Yeah, he's... he's and a save percentage he's, of 931. He's a stud. He Definitely left the league in three. each, in each, and had seven shutouts. Definitely top three. Y- you know, he's a, he's a really good goaltender. But, 
thing for the Columbus Blue Jackets, he's very injury prone. And if mm-hmm. this guy's down, your whole team is down. So, you know, hopefully for the Columbus Blue Jackets, not coming from a Ranger perspective, hopefully uh, for the Blue Jackets, she stays healthy. Um, because he can, he's a game changer. I'll tell you, they could be on their way to winning a Metro easily. He's elite. Adding Panarin, he's elite. Murray is not elite. Okay, I wouldn't call Sergey Bobrovsky elite, dude. He's I would not call him elite. So, I would not call him elite. Who are the elite goaltenders in your eyes, right now in in the NHL? Right now, Carey Price. Uh, Would you say Holpe? It's hard to say Brady Holby because of the team that surrounded him. This year, if he plays the way he does and ends up winning 48 games with them again... So there's only one... Then, yes. So, so there's one or two elite goaltenders. In the league? In the league right now. Uh, what's your definition of elite? What is elite well, to you? What's, what's elite to, to me? The, what's... Carrie, to me, Carey Price is an elite goaltender. To me. Uh... But don't you think Carey Price? Matt have... Murray, t- t- again, Matt Murray's a tough one. I don't because he's Matt new Murray... into the league. Yeah, he can't. He can't um, be. Uh, he... Henrik Lundqvist over the years has been elite, but his age to me has gotten to him lately. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily call. But don't him you think if Carey Price goaltender? was elite, he would have done more in the series against the Rangers? What else can he do? Uh, he... I'm sorry, but what else could the guy do? I mean, he tried. His team just couldn't score. Fuck. His team couldn't score goals. Ooh. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you pulled it back. I, I pulled there. the F there. <laughs> you pulled it back. But uh, his team couldn't score goals. He did what he had to do. You know, he lost game one two nothing. One was an empty net goal. The second game they won in overtime. The third game they kicked the crap out of us. We were at that yeah, game. We were at that game. That uh, was, the fourth was, game they was, was uh, the fourth game. It was a that was Easter, what is right? It? Yeah, what was it? A two, three, two, one, three, one game. Game four. I don't remember. Whatever. And game five was was a uh, was an overtime game. I mean, his team just couldn't score goals, and that was the problem. Uh, to me, Carey Price played well in that series. I mean, it was a battle between those two goaltenders. You know, Carey Price obviously got the losing end of it because the Rangers could score more goals. But he he is an elite goaltender, and I guess we'll jump to number one with Carey Price. Do you, because do you like the contract that he just signed? Yes, he, he 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 got paid. Yes, eight years, uh, he got eighty-four paid. million. He makes ten point five a year. So, I I mean, come on, he's won the Hart Trophy. He won the Ted Lindsay. I mean, he's elite. He's an elite goaltender. You can't argue that he's not. He's twenty-nine years old. I mean, he led the he in 2014-15, He led the league with forty-four forty-four wins. I mean, his goals against average is one point nine six, and his save percentage is a is a nine is a nine thirty three. Yeah, no, he's good. So he's he's, he's elite. He's definitely he's good. elite. Braden Holpe, if I had to say, yes, I'd choose him as elite. Then I'd pick him as elite. Okay, forty eight so games, he's, he tied the, he tied the the league record. He's elite to me. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky, if he hasn't been so injury prone, I would call him elite. I think he's a great goaltender. If he plays well the next couple seasons and doesn't have injury, then he's elite to me. Or if okay. he gets that cup prior to, then yes, he's yeah, elite. He's only 28. Right. There you go. He oh, won. The age is making me sad about Henrik. <laughs> just looking yeah, at it's going to be brutal. I mean, at all, no, dude, we have Shostorkin. Post, we have post. Shostorkin. Okay. Don't worry about it. Shostorkin's in the pipeline. Okay. We'll be fine. Whenever he comes over. If that ever happens. It'll be in like two or three years. Don't worry about it. 
All right. Pipeline, bro. Pipeline. I've, I've been keeping up on Shistorkin. Uh, so let's wrap this up. There's the list. So number 10, Pecorine. Number 9, Martin Jones. Number 8, Henrik Lundqvist. Number 7, Cam Talbot. Number 6, Jonathan Quick. 5, Devin Dubnik. 4, Matt Murray. 3, Sergey Bobrovsky. 2, Braden Holpe. And 1, Carey Price. In all, how many do you disagree with? I can say I disagree with what the, wait with the ordering or that or those that are in the top ten, ordering and top ten. So like I, right, like so I said, ordering? I think two could I think two Rask could be in the top ten. I also agree with you that uh, Corey Crawford could be in the top ten. Pecorino should be higher than Martin Jones. Henrik Lundqvist should be higher than Cam Talbot, and the others I can pretty much agree with. I think Devin Dubnik should be lower on the list. I think or should I say higher? Uh, higher, he should be in the seven, eight, nine, ten range. And other than that, I think they got it pretty spot on. I agree with one and two. I agree with three. So you agree with Price? I agree Holby. with Price, Hopi, Bobrovsky. Uh-huh. I, I have to agree with Matt Murray if we're talking about right now. Okay. Um, Henrik Lundqvist to me, uh, I agree with Devin Dubnik. It's the bottom four. It's the bottom five that I don't like. Henrik Lundqvist should be six. Cam Talbot stays where he is. Jonathan Quick should be my number eight spot. I want Jones out. I'll put Crawford in at at ten, and I'll put Pecorino at nine. All right, so there you have it. Uh, we just showed you NHL Network. Boom. Uh, so it's time. It is. It is time for the interview. It is time. It is. It's time. It Yeah, so here it comes. Here's the interview with the Linda Cohn. I hope you guys enjoy, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Here we go, guys. This is the by far the biggest moment on the Drop the Puck podcast. We are here with none other than Linda Cohn herself. Linda, thank you for so thank you so much for coming on. It's an honor to thank even you. have you on. Listen, thank you for that introduction. I am honored, and I'm psyched to talk hockey, and I can't wait. I've been counting down the days for the season. Yes, I will. we have too. Uh, Linda has hosted over 5,000 episodes of SportsCenter, so if you're not familiar with SportsCenter, then I, I don't know what you're doing. But yes, um, for the past two or three episodes, we've been saying it's the dog days of the summer. We just, you know, we want the NHL to come back. It's, it's actually kind of rough even putting episodes out there because there's not even that much to talk about right now. But uh, we are trying to keep consistent, and having you on is just a complete honor. And I, I, I'll, I'll just keep saying it over and over and over again. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. And we can always think of things to talk about you know, with the NHL in the offseason because it's the anticipation for this upcoming season, for me, continues to center around the, this young talent, the Yo- Connor McDavid the Austin Matthews, and whether the Pittsburgh Penguins, the other storyline, can three-peat and have Matt Murray now with no Marc-Andre Fleury in the mix. And then you have, uh, obviously, the Vegas Golden Knights. You yeah, know? So there's yeah. so much to talk about. Absolutely. Since you brought up Connor McDavid, um, I want to talk about his contract and the effect that has on players that are becoming unrestricted free agents next season, like the John Tavares. Um you know, McDavid's a young guy. He's 20 years old. He's making 12.5 a year after the next season. 
How is that going to affect a guy like John Tavares? Well, if I was representing John Tavares, I mean, I would use that to my advantage. Yeah, you pointed out the age difference. And with all due respect to Tavares, he's no uh, Connor McDavid. Uh, Connor McDavid is, uh, you know, is the, the heir apparent to Sidney Crosby. I still believe Sidney Crosby is the best player in the league, but I believe the second best player is Connor McDavid. And I expect if he stays healthy, this is to be a huge season uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. But getting back to Tavares and his contract negotiations, I really hope the Islanders don't screw this up. But if I'm John Tavares, I'm looking elsewhere. I need more of a certainty with the New York Islanders about their future, where they're going to be, where are they playing, what's going on, what's the timetable. You know, you got to give Tavares his credit. He has um, been a true loyal soldier to this franchise and never complains. But he's got to start thinking about himself now and going and and being the heart of a winner and having players around him that support him. And he doesn't have that. It's true. So do you see John Tavares ending up signing with the Islanders or do you see him going somewhere else? I like, you know, I would, if I had, you know, if I was in his ear, I'd tell him to start, you know, entertaining some offers, but it could be another Steven Stamco situation. Yeah, at the deadline. We all thought, you know, we were all drooling and thirsty for the possibility that Stamkos could leave Tampa Bay, but he turned out to be a guy sort of like the personality of a John Tavares that wants the stable situation of being with one franchise. And while, you know, Stamkos could have left, he chose not to. And so I'm not going to be shocked, although I'd love to see Tavares go somewhere else. I'm not going to be shocked if he stays with the Islanders. I'm going to bring this up because I brought it up on previous episodes. Oh, here we go. Sorry, sorry for this, Linda. (laughs) Can you see John Tavares? Can you see the Rangers entertaining in a John Tavares sweepstake? You know, it's we all dream about, right, as loyal Ranger fans, you know, to have a guy like that. Oh, my goodness. Just, you know, at, at the point of his career that is just ready to explode with talented people around him. You know, I, I don't know. I just don't think this is a, I think for sure this is a different Rangers team, not the Rangers team of the past. I just don't know if they can handle that. I'm not a capologist or whatever. I don't know if they can handle the financially with all the other guys that they are have this love fest with. I'm talking about the Rangers of yeah. existing players on their team, which I don't understand that they feel a need that they're going to have to sign moving forward. And we know the names. I mean, the Criders and the Kevin Hayes and yep. all these kind of guys, you know, and I have a problem with it because I need to see a lot more. If I was running, if I was Jeff Gordon of the Rangers, yeah, of course I'd be looking into, uh, to, you know, Rick Nash is at the end of his career. Obviously, I may may have one or two years left. Uh, obviously, that's what he's got on his deal. I think he's got two years left on his deal. Um, those guys are getting up in age. Um, you don't know what more you're going to get from Zuccarello. So you're going to you need a name, you know, a name guy. And of course, of course, if you, I know you want to talk about the Rangers later, but it always for me comes back with oh, the Rangers problem, here. which they don't <laughs> acknowledge. They have never acknowledged. They haven't had it in five years. That includes their trip. In 2014 to the Cup Finals, they have never had a number one center during this amazing run that they've had. And they've always said Derek Stepan, who I adore and will miss his leadership abilities, but he never, ever was a number one center. And they've never had a number one center. And I think that has a lot to do with Rick Nash and why he's never had the production 
that many thought, and especially Ranger fans thought he would have when the Rangers went out and got him. The guy has never had a number one center to play with. Yep. So now that we're on the Rangers anyway, do you believe Mika Sabanajak could be that number one guy? Do you believe he could put up? Well, they do. I mean, they do. I'll tell you, they do. They sign him for those that big money. He's a young guy. I'm going to hold out being judge and jury right now. But, um, you know, he had moments last year, but I expected more than moments last year. It took him a while to get acclimated to this team, this, the area, you know. I'm expecting, I, you know, here he is. He's got the stage. He's got the mantle. He's got the contract. If yeah, he and doesn't also- burst out and, you know, have a great season, you know, the answer to your question is no. But I'm going to give him this year. Yeah. And, you know, I think also the, the – I think he had a broken tib, tibula or fibula. That's I think that, true. That's why I gave him a pass, too. Yeah. It took him, obviously, it takes a while to come back from an injury like that. We don't know how much pain, you know, this guy was playing in, how long it took to heal an injury like that. So if he's healthy, which we all know he is right now, um, but if he – you know, I'm hoping for Rangers fans' sake that he doesn't turn into be a guy that's fragile. And I, I'm sorry. I mean, I miss I miss the Derek Broussard in the postseason. Yeah, that was a big miss. Yeah. I know he wasn't like lighting it up for Ottawa, but I know Ottawa beat the Rangers, yeah. and Broussard was on the team. <laughs> and I, you know, and, and that's what I know. And I know Brass scored big goals for the Rangers, and they lack that. And Kreider showed up at the last game before they were eliminated, and that's mm-hmm. too long. And Kevin Hayes was a no-show. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the Rangers have a lot of problems, a lot of problems, and Henrik Lundqvist is an aging goaltender. Now, we just got news today that, you know, well, when people hear this, that he will be on at training camp on time, and that's great news oh, because absolutely. of his injury that he suffered. Over so, in the um, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the world, whatever it was, yeah, the, yeah, the World Hockey Championship. So, yeah. Um, that's a positive. So the Rangers have a lot of question marks. And I just, I, you know, it's all going to depend on Zibanejad and the maturation of some of these other young players, whether Kreider and Kevin Hayes, JT Miller, who I do like, I believe he will, you know, because he, he, he continues to improve. Uh, I know Kevin Hayes put up career numbers during the regular season. He was nowhere in the playoffs. Nowhere. That's not good enough. And now with... Henrik aging, uh, who knows what's going to happen with Shostorkin, our uh, prospect over in Russia. Who knows if he's going to, you know, re-sign a deal with uh, Scott St. Petersburg. Who knows what he's going to do. But we might, we might need to sign you. We might need you to. Um, <laughs> yeah, first they got that, you know, they got, you know, Pavlik. I'm hopefully the, the magic of Benoit Allaire who turns every backup goalie into a franchise goalie, yep. is going to happen when, when the Rangers went out and got a pass. Pavlik. As, as, yeah, from but, Winnipeg. Um, uh, once that happens. But I'll be happy, you know, to to be there. I'll be sitting in the – I could be sitting in the stands closed. I can throw on the equipment at a moment's notice. No exactly. problem. Uh, now, Yarmir Yager, I have been talking about him. Love him. For, Love him. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. We, we just became best friends. Uh, oh, no, so I, oh, uh, yes, he would be a lovely piece on the power play. It's a mystery to me. Now, again, his asking price probably was a little steep for many teams, including the Rangers, because I think first it was like four million or four yeah, and a half. Yeah, it's a little crazy. Which is steep. Um, but, you know, I think teams are waiting for that asking price to get down to like a million. 
Um, uh, you know, I don't know if he's willing to pay play for a million a year, but uh, or he might just wait it out to see if there are injuries in the league, and then when a team is desperate, he might be able to get a little more money. And you know, Yager, he's going to be training like a fiend, waiting for that opportunity. But not only a Yager that I would love on the Rangers, but um, Shane Doan in that dressing room to me would be a fabulous addition. Um, and on the fourth line, you know, or a third line guy, um, I'd see what he has. I really would. Now, now, pretty much talking about you know those older players. Do you do you see Yager ending up with an NHL team by the the start of the season? Because I saw that he said that if something doesn't come calling, he actually might play for the team that he owns in some league. He owns a team and he'll play for them. And then kind of hope for, you know, like you said, with the injuries, maybe he'll get a call then where he could just leave at a moment's notice. Uh, but then talking about, you know, maybe Shane Doan, do you see if they don't go there, do you see uh, Lias Anderson breaking into the lineup? Yeah, I mean, it's a, again, the stage is there for him. I mean, the guy is, we, we don't know from day to day, but the, the, the kid's got talent. I have to see. I mean, we don't know. I mean, I can't even begin to guess. But I will say this about Yager and Doan. I'm not going to be shocked if Yager does that, keeps in shape that way, and stays competitive that way. You know, Doan, I don't, I know, will do his thing because he's still holding out hope. He hasn't a, obviously wants to retire quite yet. Especially, he doesn't want to end his career the way Arizona ended his career, which was poor. Right. So, um, um, you know, I won't be surprised to keep this in mind, guys. I don't know the rules, but I think they pulled off. If these guys are not. Yeah, if these guys are not uh, signed with any team, whether in the NHL, Yager and Don I'm talking about, they could play in the Olympics, right. can't they? Yeah. I mean, um, and I would not be surprised if these guys stay in shape, play in the Olympics, and their worth possibly could increase, and they could come back after playing in the Olympics and maybe hook on with a team then. So we actually have written down here, um, how do you think the – Obviously, most of the players aren't happy about not being able to participate in the Olympics. Uh, but so what do you feel is the you know the morale around the NHL because of this decision by the NHL and Bettman? Uh, how do you yeah? How do you just feel the you know the morale is going around with yeah. not being able to play in the Olympics? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that, you know, there there's many of them. I don't think all of them. It might be, if you look at the percentage of the most disappointed players, it might be 60% to 40 or 65 to 35. I think there's as high as 35% who don't want to go to the Olympics or, you know, don't want the season interrupted. I know speaking for fans, I'm I actually like the fact they're not going to the Olympics. I don't like that the season the, was the always uh, stopped. I hated it. Um, to be honest. And so I was not crying over the fact. And I was actually surprised that many of the players were disappointed, as many as at least expressed their thoughts about it. Because it's not around the corner this year. It's not like the Olympics are in Montreal. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's right. not a hop, skip, and a jump. And uh, I'm sorry. I mean, oh, I think all of us fans don't want not only risking injury, but we so enjoy the season once it gets going. Um, so that's what I feel about that. I think they've already moved on from it. I don't think it's going to affect morale. I don't, you know, they already have their thoughts 
regarding the NHL commissioner, Gary Bettman, and how he runs the league and the decisions he makes. And so I don't think they're walking out and locking out over this, obviously. I think there will be bigger things. I'm not saying, you know, um, the Players Association won't use this as part of their tool to obviously threaten a, a, a lockout in a year or two, which would also be devastating for us hockey fans. Yeah. Um, but devastating to the sport. But um, the one thing I do like, which, again, the NHL, why did it take them a year to figure it out, is these stupid bye weeks that we had to deal with last week yeah. that they were so unfair that why one team takes, it takes a bye week in January and another one takes it in, like, third week in March as they rest up for the playoffs, playoffs right. was absolutely unfair advantage. You know, I remember, I mean, it didn't help the Capitals, but I remember their bye <laughs> week came late. You know, in the regular season, I'm like, so they have fixed that issue. And they're now the bye weeks are all in that same area of March or, you know, all we're not March, but in all in the same kind of area of the calendar, there's not big differentials. Actually, I know the Rangers obviously are, you know, I bet you many teams are jealous because the Rangers bye week comes after a a trip to Vegas Mm -hmm. to play the Golden Knights, which (laughs) I thought that was rather convenient for them. So, um, but you know, so, you know, so, I, again, I don't think they're going to, you know, I, they have their thoughts on Gary Bettman as it is, and it's not positive per se. So it's just this kind of adds it to the list, you know. Awesome. What do you think about the addition of the Vegas Golden Knights? How do you think that team is going to end up in their division this year? Well, I want them to be successful. I really do, because it'll, it's just fun for the league. It's great. You know, it would be awesome. I mean, if they can capture and come close to – Capturing the magic that Nashville did. When I mean the magic, I'm not expecting them to go to a Stanley Cup final, obviously. I'm talking about the stuff off the ice, the in-game stuff, you know, using that entertainment aspect of Vegas and really putting it on a national scope where, you know, where ESPN and other networks, when stupid, silly things happen that perhaps have nothing to do with hockey, but puts Golden, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights in a conversation, it's good for hockey. It's good for the NHL. Do I expect them um, to compete this year? No, I don't. I just don't think. I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, welcome to uh, your backliners on this team and compare it to Pittsburgh's backliners. It's yep. not the same. And, um, and, and so that's going to be adjustment. That's going to be eye-opening. I mean, they're probably going to finish in last place in their division. Uh, but I do think they're going to do better than most expansion teams would do, expansion teams from the past. Because I do think they've gotten some quality, skilled players on their roster. They're just not deep, obviously. I'm going to switch back to our blue shirts. Um, so we talked about you know, the lack of offense from players from past season like Kreider and Hayes. Um, so let's jump to the defense and talk about the great addition of Kevin Shattenkirk. I love the defense. Okay, <laughs> I love the defense. All right, you can make a case now with Shattenkirk. And first, two things I want to say about Shattenkirk. Great guy, great human, but even better, his contract. Yeah. I Even though I love the guy, love the human, I was like, I don't want an eight-year, seven-year deal for $7 million, you know, a year. No, thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're not worth that. Okay? Um, I love the deal that Gordon made with a guy. Um, I love the fact that Shattenkirk was willing to take the shorter length. Yep. He believes in himself, and he put his love for his, his hockey team ahead of all of it. And I love that in a player and I, who wants to play for his hometown team. Another thing that stood out to me that he said was it wasn't the seven-year deal that, you know, the seven, eight-year deal that he wanted. 
But he said, hey, at the end of this contract, if I sign for another, you know, three years, yeah. guess what? That's a yeah. seven-year deal. Right. So. Great point. And great point. And why, and why I love that, that means it's going to be – not that hockey players don't try hard. But my, you get my point. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's going to make sure he wants a great deal when those four years are up or when he hits year three and when they start thinking of an extension. Yep. So you know we're going to get the first three years are going to be great. It's great that Kevin Shattenkirk can give us. Now – Added to that, I, you know, I'm a big Brady Shea person. I love this love kid. Brady this Shea. guy is great. You know, I mean, I'm saddened for Dan Girardi, but I'm happy for him that, hey, he did a big you-know-what to the Rangers organization and say, I just got $6 million over two years from the Tampa Bay Lightning. So there, see you on the schedule. You know, so good for Dan Girardi that he got that money. or You know, um, no one thought he was going to get that money. And so, um, you know, but this Rangers defense, is right there with the Nashville Predators with the best defense in the league. Yeah, you can no, easily make that case. Yeah. Now, real quick question, because uh, you brought up Dan Girardi. We have a little, me and Pedro have a little ongoing battle. Uh, I don't believe Dan Girardi of now is worth the money that he is getting, but good for him. You know, he, he's, right. he's getting paid. Pedro does. Pedro thinks that he's worth $3 million. Can we have your input? I do love him. Um, I I think uh, you know. I honestly think I I gotta I'm, I gotta side more with Pedro. Sorry, Ooh. because I think I everyone loves to blame Girardi for all the miscues in life with the Rangers and defensive gaffes. There were a lot of those defensive gaffes to go around. We know the names, okay? Right. The you know to go you know and Mark Stahl had his moments that mm-hmm. he'd like to give back, but Nick I thought Holden. last year he improved a lot. You know the Nick Holden nightmare of like, oh, am I supposed to stand in front of the net and guard this guy? <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. I mean, that was our downfall in the playoffs. You know, yeah. I mean, great guys. And but what 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 Girardi brings in the dressing room? I see it. You know, I've been in that dressing room so many times. I he always. Faces the media after crappy losses. Yeah, that goes yeah. a long way. Right. That's what that's what the Rangers are going to miss from him. And you know, back to the again the blue shirts. That's what the Rangers are missing with Stepan gone, Girardi gone. Okay, uh, McDonough is not that kind of guy. He's always there. You know, he'll always address the media, and he's the captain. But if he wasn't the captain, he wouldn't be there. Right. So those two guys, I know they had A's on their shirts, but you know, they always stood up to the media. Their leaders, Stepan and Girardi. Again, who's picking up that slack? Those two guys aren't there anymore. McDonough needs some help. Um, hopefully it's Shattenkirk, you know. Um, we can only hope. But that's going to be an interesting aspect of it, to see who picks up that slack, that leadership. Well, thank you for agreeing with me because <laughs> He's I, so happy right now. I just kept getting hit yeah, on because I, love I thought the guy. it was ridiculous. It's yeah. the intangibles. Right. You know, Pedro, it's the intangibles he brings. And, uh, you know, the guy, I love a warrior. And this guy, I don't have to tell you to, this guy had played with such pain, so, you know, through right. so many playoff games. Yeah, he's like an Iron Man. He's an, uh, undrafted. Yeah, I yeah. love this guy. And I'm rooting for him with a lightning. Just like how I rooted for Brian Boyle wherever he goes. Yeah. I miss Brian Boyle. I miss Brian Boyle. I wish I would have more. Him. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I wanted more to come back. I wanted Boyle to come back. But, you know, with AV here... A.V. would never bring back Brian Boyle, and I think that was a big mistake, letting Brian Boyle go. Yep. And I'm telling you, I, I, I was hoping Moore would resign here, but good for him. He, you know, he found a home elsewhere. 
So you, 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 I know the real, the guys that really, I always remember Dominic Moore guys, and I'll tell you, it's true insight. After every game, every bad loss, he'd be on the bike. You know, he'd be still working out wow. after a game at the garden. You know, yeah. he would, it's just like to me, wow. You know, you know right. the difference with some of these guys. And, with, and, and, and now uh, you bring up, uh, you brought up AV. How do you feel about the addition of Lindy Ruff? Yeah, I like it. I have to say I like it. <laughs> yeah, we both um, do. Yeah. Okay. You know, AV, good for him saying all the right things about it. What else is he going to say? Taking the high road. But I'm sorry. Um, I don't like a lot of the decision-making AV makes regarding his loyalty to players. Mm-hmm. Some that don't deserve it. Kevin Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get sorry, what they did was... with, with in the Ottawa series. Brady Shea was arguably our best player and he correct yeah and he also and i did not disagree i mean and you know it's a lot of ranger fans and the fan base has a love fest with bushnevich i do not i thought he wasn't ready he looked like a deer in headlights to me and wasn't ready for playoff hockey so i had no problem with the amount of minutes he sat and games he was not involved in but brady shea but brady shea to your point, it was so obvious. Uh, he was the best defenseman out there next to McDonough. Mm-hmm. Um, it was ridiculous. He is loyal to a fault, A.V., and I think with Linda, I think, listen, if A.V. does not by Christmas or January 1st, if they get off to a bad start, Lindy look Ruff's out. team. Yeah. Yeah. Goes right to Lindy. Yeah. I it, mean. It's really true. I mean, it's true. It's a fact, yeah. and – and there'll be those who say, oh, you know, this, be, I bet you there's a part of uh, this fan base. They're like, oh, this is a bad sign. It'll, he'll be a distraction and all that. But, you know, I, I don't know. I think you need this. And look around the league. I mean, look at the Penguins. Look how um, Sullivan had real talent on his coaching staff, you know, who went – and guess what? They both got head coaching jobs. Yep. yep. You know? So, uh, I mean, Rick Tockett did, and obviously, you know – um, and Housley got a job. I was just thinking with Housley, but Tockett on the Sullivan staff. Mm-hmm. You know, you need – you think Sullivan was worried? You know, with this this second season, you know, he was, he was magical that first year for him. Second one, if something went wrong, you don't think, you know, he was looking over his shoulder a bit. You know, obviously a different situation. A.V. just went to a final, didn't win a cup, right. you know. But it's important. You need a deep coaching staff, just like you need a deep roster nowadays. And – I also I don't know if you saw, but uh, the NHL Network came out with the the pretty much the top ten goalies of now, um, and they had Cam Talbot ahead of Henrik Lundqvist. I just wanted your right. thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I and I saw they had you know the love fest that Carey Price continues. Yep. Remind me what he exactly has won. Thank you, you know, thank you, uh, Linda. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I has he has and it still has not gone to a Cup final. Thank you. Um, so I, I, agree just, more. I don't get the lo- I, I I just don't get the love fest with that. But anyway, that's eh, a little disrespectful. It's total disrespect. I love Cam Talbot, but uh, no way, no way he should be ahead of Henrik Lundqvist. Henrik Lundqvist still is in the top five. I don't that's know where they thought. put him. Where they put him well. eight? I think it was nine? eight. They put him eight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's disrespectful. I think mean, you know I, you know to put Martin Jones ahead of him. Yeah. He shouldn't even been on the Martin list. Jones ahead of him? Uh, Martin Jones I mean, again, I, I mean, you know, I, listen, I mean, they're younger, you know, 
I think there's a couple other guys that were ahead of Henrik that I wasn't thrilled with. And I'm not being a homer. You know, I'm the first to kill Lundqvist when he stinks. And, you know, and I, and I, Ranger fans killed me, you know, on Twitter, you know, because I, I would say they don't get it. You know, I get the game. I get goaltending. You know, they don't understand what a bad goal is and a goal that Lundqvist should stop. You, in the playoffs, you cannot let up questionable goals. And he changed the direction of a particular playoff game by letting in a goal, a bad goal. Obviously, we all know the Eric Carlson goal yeah. that he should have stopped. Yeah. I mean, it's, it just cannot happen. Okay? It cannot happen. Pecorine can get away with it because he had a better defense mm-hmm. than the Rangers. You know? And he got away with a couple of but, – but he was magical up until his two crappy games in Pittsburgh. So, you know, you cannot – do this if you're Henrik Lundqvist. So I'm the first to rip the guy, but there's no question in this this NHL network list, he should be there in the top five. And I still don't get the love fest for Carey Price. But we'll see. He play, you know, in Team Canada, he's great because he's amazing talent around him. But, you know. <laughs> so we talked about the Kevin Shattenkirk deal. There's one deal in particular that I really like that is kind of equal to the Shattenkirk deal, and that's Brendan Smith. Um, I think this guy. Oh, I love Brendan Smith. Yeah. I, I, Thank you. That's what that is. What's making the Rangers' defense right there with Nashville? Yeah, he was sensational in the oh, postseason. Yeah, absolutely. his game lifted to an amazing level that even Red Wings fans were like, "Who is this guy?" You know, they they didn't see it in Detroit. So I loved it, and I loved talking to this guy in the dressing room after games. He loved and embraced being a Ranger. And I'm glad you brought him up. I don't know how I forgot him. Love him. Love him. With I lo- I just love our defense so much. I I just absolutely love it i just you know i think that's what i'm most looking forward to seeing these our 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 pairs are fabulous yeah i'm excited to see a uh you know a a very i would say a very good defense i'm uh, excited to see a very good defense in front of henrik lundquist uh let's preview the rangers um the metropolitan division is a beast it's it's an animal it's a again yeah it's a different breed uh, you know, you have Columbus getting better. You have Washington still, you know, up there. You have the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions in the Penguins. So we're, we're in a tough division. Uh, where do you see the oh, Rangers? Oh, by the way, you brought up Washington. By the way, you brought up Washington. I still had a problem with Braden Holtby being ahead of Henrik Lundqvist. Okay, yeah, now yeah. we can move on. He was number two. <laughs> he was number two on the list. <laughs> that, yeah, I he mean, was... again, remind me what Holtby has done in a big spot. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, um, okay. So let's, you let's know, preview like the, the Rangers. Man- he's like the Peyton Manning. He's like, I always equate him like, like Harry Price and Brayden Holtby. They're the Peyton Mannings of the NHL. Great regular seasons. Wake me up when you do something in the postseason. Yeah. Really? Totally agree. Okay. Back uh, to, um. So yeah, let's, uh, let's preview okay. the Rangers. Uh, where do you see them yeah, falling from the it's Metro? Gonna it's going to be very tough because uh, Columbus is going to be so much better. And that's, that's unbelievable, considering that, that their record streak, their winning streak they went on. You know, this is all boring injuries. Um, I mean, it's going to be challenging for the Rangers. I mean, really, thank God for their defense. Yeah. I think they're going to be in that same kind of area they were last year. Um, I think they're going to suffer the loss, you know, of... thing is, they could do very well if the guys we mentioned, the Criders, the Hayes, the JT Millers, you know, have good regular seasons. We know the defense is going to be great. You know the goaltending is going to be good, so I pre- uh, but I still think they're going to be behind. You know, again, I don't know what kind of season Bobrovsky's going to have again. If it's going to be Bezina winning again for Columbus, 
But I just um, that because that had a lot to do with their success. But man, I like what they do. I like what they continue to do. I still like Pittsburgh as the favorite. Washington is not going anywhere. Um, and so I think the Rangers are going to be in that same kind of ballpark neighborhood they were last year. I really do. If there's one team, I think that's kind of like the dark horse, the Carolina Hurricanes. Yep. I think the Hurricanes yes. are going to be a team that's going to make the playoffs. Um, they made great improvements. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, they. That's a great point. I mean, the Devils aren't. The Islanders still stink. I mean, so, um, you know, Carolina has made amazing improvements. And, uh, you know, right, it could be neck and neck with Carolina for the Rangers for most of the season. You know, really is going to come down to the start because let's say they get the Rangers get up to a bad start. And let's say they replace AV. There's going to be a transition with Lindy Roth. They might squeak into the playoffs and it's going to be like, oh, well, well, we lost the first round. It's a new system, blah, 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 you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm jumping ahead of myself. (laughs) But I just think the key is getting off to a good start. But it's a great call by you to mention Carolina in the conversation. They're not winning the division. But you can make a case they're making the playoffs, yeah. sure. All right, so we don't want to keep. And him... I love Scott Darling, and I love, yes. love, love yep. Scott Darling. So we don't want to keep you too much longer. Yeah. We don't want to keep yeah. you too much longer, but we do have like two or three more questions. Uh, the first one: Do you think the Rangers can contend for another run at the Cup with what they have? If everything, pe- yes, yes, I do. But I need more. I need breakout years from Mika Zibanejad. I need Pavel Buzhnevitz to be this guy that most Ranger fans think he's like the second coming of, you know, who knows, um, you know, Kuznetsov, you know, Kuznetsov, you know, yeah, that's yeah. what they think this guy is. Um, I got to see it. If those guys have huge seasons, plus Kevin Hayes isn't invisible and takes, doesn't take games off, and Chris Kreider is the power forward that he could be, yes, I think they can get back to a final. Why not? Because I think the Eastern Conference is totally wide open. And as long as you have Lundqvist, who wants to win a cup more than anything, the Rangers have a shot to get back to a final. Absolutely. But there's a lot of ifs, guys. A lot oh, yeah. of ifs. So, actually, Pedro, we actually had a Dark Eye on about two or three weeks ago. Uh, do you know – are you familiar with Dark Eye? The, uh, no. T- t- the Toronto Maple Leaf fan who uh, had, you know, the oh, cigarette in his mouth. And, yeah. Yeah. So, we had him yeah. on. And Pedro and him made a little friendly bet. Uh, Pedro believes that they will that the Rangers could win a cup within the next four years. So, do you see that being plausible? Do you think that can happen? Yes, yes, I do, I do. But it better happen in the next couple because I, you know, Lundqvist. You know, if you go year four of that right. bet, you know, the guy's what forty, thirty nine. I don't know if he's having taken the same stuff Tom Brady is, but you never know. <laughs> Looks great. But, uh, you know, we know that. So um, hopefully we'll – maybe I'll give Lundquist Tom Brady's book that comes out in September, you know, the TB12 uh, yeah. way of life, good living. <laughs> but, um, you know, so anyway, yes, I mean, it can happen. But I'll tell you, you mentioned Toronto. There's a lot to love there. If they can continue to get goaltending from Anderson, oh, yeah. there's a lot to love there in Toronto. You know, NHL won't love it, but you could see it being an Edmonton-Toronto final next season. <laughs> Yeah, right. That. Yeah, I would love that. Honestly. I wouldn't mind it. I, I would mean, love it too because yeah. I love Austin Matthews and I love Connor McDavid. Yeah, I mean it would be amazing. Um, since we lost Stepan and Girardi, who both wore A's on their shirts, um, I'd love to hear from you. Who do you think will get those A's? Since we already have Mark Stahl and Rick Nash, um, who do you think deserves yeah. an A on their jersey? 
Yeah, that's great. I mean, I do love that Nash still has his A because he is a leader. He's a quiet leader, but he is a leader because he's, he's one of the hardest working players on that team. And he, like Lundquist, you know, he he wants to win a cup more than anything. Lundquist just wears it on his sleeve. I don't want an A on the goaltender. No, right. Goalie should not have letters on their jerseys. Um, I say Matt Zuccarello. Yeah, you can make that. I, You know what? You can definitely make that case for Zook. He's definitely a, uh, um, I, you know, but I don't, he's good. Yeah, I, you'd make that case. I think he'd be more a leader among his teammates um, because he tries, he wins that award, obviously, every year, the uh, Stephen McDonald Award, you know. Um, yep. So that tells me something, that he's tireless worker. So I love that. Yeah, I'd vote for that if I had a vote. Absolutely. Zook with an A. What about yes. Ke- what about Kevin Shattenkirk? Yes, he's new, but that he wore an A in jump. St. Louis. That would be a huge jump. I mean, I don't know if I'm in that dressing room. I don't know if I'm ready to – maybe in year two of this deal. I don't think so. I have something that tells me, listen, you just got here to put in – I know they do that a lot. Yeah. But if Zook totally didn't want it, I would have no problem with putting it on a veteran like Shattenkirk. And maybe that – Maybe in another way, I'm looking at it as a negative. Maybe it would be a positive effect on in the room that he has embraced not only being a ranger, but he's embraced being a leader on the rangers. Right. Uh, so last question. Uh, so we'll let you go. Um, do you have any early Stanley Cup predictions for next year? Like who do you see? Do you see possibly Pittsburgh going back to back to back? Do you see Nashville getting back there? We want your early prediction. Yeah, I'll tell you. I some about the Ducks. I love. Ducks. I mean, I really think. The, I, I really think that I, I thought the Ducks were going to be the team last year. Uh, but Patrick Eves, it was a great addition, and then he got hurt. I mean, he they were really like ripping through the playoffs, and then that is their gold. And then Gibson got hurt. Okay, yep. so you had to put Bernier in there in a big game against Nashville. And what do you think happened, Bernier? I mean, I could have played better than Bernier in that game. <laughs> That's why um, I want I mean, you to it suit was up. An absolute embarrassment. <laughs> It was an absolute embarrassment. I mean, Bernier turned into the Bernier uh, uh, as a Maple Leaf instead of the Bernier that was really good with the Ducks during the regular season. He just couldn't handle the stage, the moment. So my point is I love that the Ducks re-signed Patrick Eves. The guy, if he didn't get hurt, they would have gotten to a final. I don't know if they would have won and beat Pittsburgh. But I, you know, right now, looking on the outside, looking in with so much time left to go, I still like the Ducks. I still love their core. Corey Perry could not be as bad as he was last year. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's going to be great. Um, so and, and they got Ryan Miller to back up Gibson, yeah. who's always hurt. And I like Ryan Miller. I really do. So I really, they strengthen that area. So I like the Ducks. And in the East, I never count out Sidney Crosby. Yeah. I, by covering the Stanley Cup final like I did, I just absolutely saw firsthand why this guy's the best player in the league. This guy is amazing, and a fa- I, I, I just—I'm telling you—I know I'm a Ranger person, and I'm like I'm not supposed to say that, but <laughs> tough. I would kill to have Sidney Crosby on my team. The guy is amazing. Practice with the media, takes all the crap. He—I love what he did with the whole PK Subban thing. He doesn't—I love what he does. People—he agitates people. I love it. The Rangers need more of that on their team. So I never count out the Penguins for sure. And awesome. I love Matt Murray. I mean, he's no fluke. The guy is lo- embraces the big moment, makes the timely save. You don't have to be, uh, you know, business a trophy winning Carey Price or Braden Holtby. You just need to make a big save at a big time. 
And that's why Nashville didn't win the cup and the Penguins did because Matt Murray made a big save at a big time and the Penguins scored a big goal at a big time. And the Rangers, if they can get that, you know, who knows, maybe they can shock some people and let's start by getting to a conference final and anything can happen. But yeah, I'm with you. I think they could, what, if the Rangers, everything works out, there's a lot of ifs, but they have the roster that could win a cup in the next four years. Awesome. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on. It, yeah. it, like I said, an honor to have you on. Thank you for, you know, even answering us on Twitter, uh, through email. So we really appreciate it. Uh, to all of our followers, if you don't already follow Linda on Twitter, it's at Linda Cohn. I don't know why you wouldn't be. Uh, over 5,000 uh, hosted episodes of SportsCenter right there alone. Uh, just, yeah, uh, thank you so much. If you, if you want to catch a Ranger game, uh, yeah. let's go. Yeah, no question. Let's keep in touch during the year, and I'd be happy to come on again as we see the season unfold. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, thank Linda. It was a blast. It was fun. Thanks, guys, for having me. Have a great weekend. You too. And we are back. That was a roller coaster. I was so nervous. I, 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 (laughs) speaking word salad right now. Uh, She was awesome. She was fantastic. Took time out of her busy day to talk to two joe schmoes over here yeah the two joe schmoes that are just you know trying to make something out of nothing uh but i hope you guys enjoyed that pedro what what did you think about it i I mean she was a blast i mean i've been contacting with yeah no i'm gonna cut you off props to you pedro reached out to her on twitter through a through a dart in a haystack (laughs) and she responded she uh you know she responded says sure i'd love to be on then we kind of went silent, right? We went silent. We did. We did. We uh, went silent, but it's Twitter. Just keep throwing, throwing those darts at the dartboard, and hopefully one will hit bullseye. And sure enough, we we actually we found we went on her website for her email. Yeah, well, I contacted her through her website. Um, uh, if you go to the bottom of her website, <clears throat> excuse me, it uh it says if you want to cock contact linda um i put my name my email and uh you know i wrote her you know thank you again for wanting to be on the podcast and whatever and she you know she got back to me within a couple of days and you know i just want to thank her a lot because i understand how busy she is oh, i yeah. understand Super what she busy. does Super um, busy. she's always on on sports center like 8 8 30 in the morning so i you know i understand what she you know what she's got to do um so i just want to thank her for coming on i really appreciate it I believe she's a Long Island girl, so. Sorry about the Long Ranger Islanders. questions too. Sorry about those. Oh yeah, to, that's gonna be the, yeah to, to the listeners. Sorry about those Ranger questions, yeah, but we have to ask. There's a lot of them. We have to ask. There were too many. Um, but yeah, once again, it was the highlight since since we've started this podcast. It two two and a half months ago around. Uh, definitely the highlight of I think it's safe to say both both of our you know times doing this uh we've 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 come a long way from uh recording at 5 a.m on one microphone <laughs> to uh interviewing linda cohen so it's crazy what two and a half months can do uh i'm i'm excited to see what the future holds for the drop the puck podcast uh super excited i mean you know like justin says a lot you know we do this for fun and you know we obviously would like to make this our career of our own if if we could 
Uh, yeah, um, but as of right now, we're just doing it for fun. We're just two guys who just love to talk hockey. And, you know, you guys probably hear this on all the podcasts, but it's true. I mean, we just do this for fun. Um, you know, we have dreams that we want to follow. and But as of right now, we know we do this for fun. We do this in our spare time. We find time to do it. Yeah, and usually midnight on a on, it's like like Mondays, Mondays. Yeah. like every Monday Monday's night, at like two, yeah. twelve. Every and... Monday around eleven forty-five, midnight. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. It it it, it it's, it's just nice. It don't, we don't look at our phones. You know, we just put the phones away, and we just talk hockey. Um, and we appreciate every listen, yeah. every follow. And we've every... been very consistent on our listeners, which is awesome. So. Yeah, it, it's it surprised me. Like I didn't even know. Like even though it's only fifty people, like. I didn't know 50 people want to listen to us. So it, 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 it it's truly humbling. Uh, and to know that, you know, you can just, it's crazy how you can just reach out on Twitter and Linda Cohn will come on your podcast. And we, you know, we're, we're not, we're not crazy popular. We, we have 50, 50 to actually our first episodes almost at a hundred views. So that's a that's milestone. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, Thank you for listening. Thank you again to Linda. Uh, shout out, shout out, shout out to Linda. Uh, you can f- please uh, follow, subscribe. Oh, follow the pod. Uh, follow the podcast Twitter at Drop the Puck Pod. We got to get that up. Our follower count, our follower number. It's a little low. It's like usually at our listeners, <laughs> our yeah. listeners range fifty. Yeah. And if you guys can. You know, rate and review as well. You know, we really appreciate the reviews on iTunes. It takes two seconds. Literally. And, you know, it makes us... I'm not trying to sound like a... I don't know. Like a... I don't know the word. I don't know what you're trying to I don't, say. I don't know what you're trying to say. Either. I don't know what you're trying to say here. But I, I don't know. I, I, I was going to try to give you a yeah. word, but I have no I idea I mean, it just, like, makes us feel good, you know, to hear feedback from everyone. And, uh, you know, we like your honesty. So, you know... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and still we have no idea what's going on with Google Play. So any Android listeners, please let us know what's going on with that. I don't even know if we're on it. Uh, but I don't know if there's reviews allowed on Google Play. I don't know if you just listen to it on Google Play. I have no idea. Uh, but, you know, a follow, a subscribe, review, rate on iTunes would be fantastic. If you can do that on Google Play, please do that too. Uh, give us a follow on SoundCloud if you don't have either and just want to listen to it on soundcloud go for it uh everything everything counts we love you all uh and we will see you next week hopefully well hopefully the dog days of summer gives us something we we're 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 we're, we're, we're scrapping over here yeah we'll probably uh we're working hopefully on, we'll get another guest yeah we're working on someone else but uh you know justin and i've been talking and we'll end up previewing every division in the league so maybe we can um, get maybe we can get like t-mac back on for the uh yeah the for metro. the metro yeah uh, you know we got a couple of buddies who are who are islander fans and you know ranger fans and we got a boston guy somewhere Hopefully. so we'll, you know we'll work on that uh we'll preview the division um like i said before on previous episode if any of you are any hockey fan from yeah, just anywhere reach, reach just reach out to us Twitter. you know uh, we will get back to you. We are not celebrities. Yeah, we're not. No, we're just a couple of guys who just we we get excited when we uh, when our yeah. account has a notification. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, you can do it on our private ones. You can do it on our uh, drop the puck podcast one. That's up to you guys. At drop the puck pod, P O D. So, if you guys just want to come on and talk to any, about any team, I don't care for all the way in Winnipeg 
or Anaheim or San Jose or LA or just gonna whatever. Every Calgary. Calgary, Edmonton, Arizona, Arizona. I don't care. Dallas. Dallas. St. Louis. You know, I don't care We're if you're from Florida, Tampa, Vegas. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just get to keep going. Vegas. Oh, man. If, I, if we get someone from Vegas, that'd be awesome. That would be cool. Uh, but, yeah, thank you uh, for tuning in. Uh, act, well, no. Let's let's do a little plug on our on our Twitters. Uh, you can follow me uh, at JSTAR02. You can follow Pedro at underscore Rodriguez20 underscore. Nailed it again. Yes, with an S. Rodriguez is with an S, yes, not Rodriguez a Z. Rodriguez with an S. Uh, at Drop the Puck Pod, and hopefully, you guys follow. We'll, maybe we'll be in touch. Maybe we can get one of you guys on the episode. Uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in, and see you guys next week. Talk to you guys later. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Drop the Puck Podcast with your hosts Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez on Facebook and Twitter at Drop the Puck Pod. We'll catch you next time, NHL fans, on the Drop the Puck Podcast.